Welcome to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. There are many types of Baptists, but being a Baptist once meant that you were a fundamentalist. Over the years, many Baptists have strayed from the fundamentals and thus attack those who remain true to the faith. This podcast will address the issues surrounding what it means to be a fundamental Baptist. Somebody said, Brother House, fundamentalists are changing, aren't they? No, fundamentalists don't change. Folks quit being fundamentalists. God says when the troubles come, He said fight. You can't fight. He said withstand. You can't withstand. He said stand. What does it mean to stand? He said don't change. What? Don't change what? Number one, don't change what you believe. Here we will reason concerning the scriptures about the doctrines we hold dear. We believe in souls being saved, lives being changed, and Bible doctrines being strengthened by the Word of God. We believe in the local church, soul winning, missions, and everything taught in the King James Bible. I thank God tonight for this wonderful Bible. You know, I, I thank God it's a perfect book, and I, I love the Bible. Doesn't need any addition, no correction, nothing taken from it. Thank God tonight for the Holy Bible. I like it just like it is. We are not ashamed of being fundamental Baptists, and we want to encourage others to remain true to the Bible, their Baptist heritage, and to not change what they have been given. You just stick with the book. You can't beat this book. Why does every generation feel that we got to change it just a little bit because our daddy did it as I said, and our granddaddy did it like that, and let's change it just a little bit. You change it, and things that are different are not the same. The same commit thou to faithful men. Thank you for joining us in our discussion of what it means to be a fundamental Baptist. Hello and welcome, David Baker. Welcome to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. We're glad you're here. Uh, if you're new, I don't always introduce uh, myself, but I'm a pastor, uh, Family Baptist Church in Columbia, Tennessee, uh, father of 11 children, eight grandchildren, and a couple on the way, and vice president of Independent Baptist Online College, ibaptistcollege.org, if you want to check that out. So I'm uh, going to get into the topic for today. It's on sound doctrine, okay, sound doctrine. This will be an overall thought for you to uh, help when you hear something that's just not quite right, or you want to know if the doctrine is true or if it's real, uh, this is a great way to be able to check that is to understand what sound doctrine is, okay? First, let's start with doctrine. What is doctrine? Doctrine is simply just teaching, okay? Uh, some people say, well, doctrine isn't that important. We don't need to worry about doctrine. Just love Jesus. Um, if you don't worry about doctrine, then you're going to love a Jesus who's not God in the flesh, and that's a doctrine of the Antichrist, spirit of Antichrist. And God said, if we don't carry the doctrine that Jesus is God in the flesh, then um, then we are not going to be of God at all. That's uh, what makes someone a cult. And so that's a big Doctrine is very, very important. If you don't believe in doctrine, you're going to love Jesus that the Mormons love that is a, a brother to Satan. Um, how come doctrine matters? Doctrine matters. If you just quote love Jesus but don't understand doctrine of who Jesus is, then you're going to be worshiping a wrong Jesus. So doctrine is important. Doctrine is simply teaching, okay? In a general sense, what is taught? The act of teaching, learning, knowledge, um, and uh, it's amazing in the Webster's 1820 Dictionary has verses in there, Mark 4, 2. Um, Jesus said this, his doctrine, Isaiah 28, verse 9, 
who shall he make to understand doctrine, okay? So doctrine is important. That's the teaching, Matthew twenty-two thirty-three, And when the multitude heard this, they were astonished at his doctrine, at his teaching, okay? Um, John seven sixteen. Jesus answered them and said, my doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. By the way, that's a great point for what our doctrine ought to be. It's not our doctrine, it's not what we created, it's what we received. Uh, like the Apostle Paul said, I received it, now I'm giving it to you. And that's the way we're supposed to handle doctrine. We receive it from God, from the Bible, and then we give it out. It's not our doctrine, okay? It's God's. First uh, Timothy 4.13, till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Apostle Paul taught young Timothy, hey, give attention to reading and exhortation and to doctrine. Um, Doctrine is so, so important. So then um, next, not all doctrine is good, okay? Not all doctrine is good. Uh, Proverbs 4, 2, it says, for I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. So I'm giving you good teaching, don't forsake it. Uh, but not all doctrine is good. Revelation 2.15, so hast thou also them which, um, excuse me, that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate, okay? And so the the um, doctrine of the Nicolaitans, Nico, laity, Nico is leader, um, laity is the lay people, and the doctrine of the Nicolaitans is that the clergy rules over the people. And it's not supposed to be that way. We all put our, our pants same way. We're all human. We're all sinners. There's not supposed to be the bishopric, the hierarchy, the cardinals, the popes that are over people and have some special um, thing. No, we are all humans. We're all sinners and we all need Jesus. And so this doctrine of the Nicolaitans, not all doctrine is good. This doctrine of the Nicolaitans was not. So we're talking about sound doctrine. We started off with doctrine. Doctrine is simply just teaching, okay? Not all doctrine is good. Then we want to have what is called sound doctrine, okay? Sound doctrine. What is sound? Sound is entire, unbroken, not shaky, not defective, uh, has sound timber, um, undecayed, whole, perfect, not defective, as in sound fruit, a sound apple, unbroken, not bruised, not defective, not lacerated or decayed as a sound limb, um, not decayed as a sound tooth, not broken or decayed as a sound ship, a whole, entire, unhurt, unmutilated as a sound body, right, corrected, well-founded, free from error, orthodox, let my heart be sound in thy statutes." Psalm 1980. Okay. So sound, no holes in it, unbroken. Um, that's the way our doctrine is supposed to be. So I love the illustration of doctrine on the ship. You can use any of these, but the ship has no holes in it. This ship is sound. This ship has no holes in it. It is sound. So our doctrine is supposed to be sound doctrine. This doctrine should have no holes in it. If it's true doctrine, if it's pure doctrine, then it has no holes in it, okay? And that's what we're supposed to do. That's what we're supposed to look for. If we're going to teach and have the right kind of doctrine, then we should make sure it has no holes in it. If you've been around for a while, if you have any discernment at all, then you've heard people teach things and preach things and you go, what? Huh? That doesn't make sense. We're at a big conference years ago and the preacher preached, it was called for Christ's sake, and preacher preached that uh, God hates everybody, and it's only for Christ's sake that he saves us, was the gist of the sermon. My 17-year-old son, who was getting ready to go to Bible college there the next year, he walked out and said, wow, Dad, um, 
what happened to for God so loved the world? <laughs> okay, what did he just do? He just found the holes in that doctrine. That doctrine was not sound. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And so if you can shoot holes in the doctrine, if you can find holes in the doctrine, then it is not sound. And as preachers and Christians, we need to make sure that our doctrine is sound, that it has no holes in it, okay? Let me give you a few what God said about sound doctrine. Titus 2, verse 1. Again, Apostle Paul teaching young Titus. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. Make sure your doctrine sound. Make sure your doctrine has no holes in it, preacher, how important that is. Titus 1, 9. Holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. How are we going to exhort and convince the gainsayers by sound doctrine? If we have doctrine and they can shoot holes in it, then it's not sound. It's not going to convince the gainsayers, okay? Our doctrine should have no holes in it. Uh, 2 Timothy 4, 3, again, the Apostle Paul teaching young Timothy, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And that's what happens so many times. Sound doctrine. People won't endure sound doctrine. There are holes all through it. I can't help but think about this, to think about the tongues, the speaking in tongues. And I want to do a whole podcast on that. But uh, when you hear what they do and what they talk about, it's not sound. When the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians taught the church about tongues, about languages, he said, the most, let it by two or three and then in order and let one person interpret. Whoa. And then he said, let not the women speak, uh, let it just be men. So just by what the Apostle Paul taught the church, is that, is that what most tongues are in most churches? Absolutely not. So the doctrine is not what? Sound. You might not know everything about it, but you can see what they're teaching, what they're doing is not sound because there are holes in it, okay? Wait, it says the most by two or three, and then in order. And, and then there's to be one person that interprets. That's not what's going on there. That doctrine of tongues is not sound, okay? It's not. And again, we'll do a podcast and go all the way into that. Some really important things there. So today, and people say, oh, I don't care what the Bible says. I know what I felt. That's not sound, okay? The Bible is our authority in all matters of faith and practice. That's where we get our doctrine from. It comes from the Word of God, not what we feel, not what we think, not what someone taught us, okay? And anyone who's trying to teach outside of that, they're not teaching sound doctrine. There should be no holes in it. And one more verse, for Timothy 1.10, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men-stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine. Okay? So contrary to sound doctrine. Uh, God was very important about our doctrine and to make sure that it's sound, to make sure that there are no holes in it. This ship is sound. This doctrine is sound. There's no holes in it. For instance, eternal security. Okay? Big doctrine. Most people don't believe that. Most Christians don't believe that, uh, quote Christians. Um, eternal security is uh, a Bible doctrine, uh, but for most part, it's a Baptist doctrine uh, that many other churches don't believe in. When you think about the churches in your town, how many believe, there may be some Christians that believe it, but how many churches believe eternal security? Methodist, they don't. Lutheran, they don't. Presbyterian, they don't. 
Catholic, they don't. Church of Christ, they don't. Um, I'm thinking about the denomination churches in our town. None of them believe in eternal security. But listen, eternal security is sound doctrine. There are no holes in it. What does that mean? Eternal security means that once you're saved, born again, trusted Jesus as your Savior, you are sealed under the day of redemption. You are eternally secure. You can't lose that gift of eternal life. You can have a loss of rewards. You can lose joy. You can be spanked, but you can't lose the gift of God that's eternal life. Um, The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. God doesn't change his mind and take it away from you. When you are born into God's family, you can't be unborn. Uh, Not only born into his family, you're adopted into his family and betrothed to be married into his family. We're in. God said we're sealed into the day of redemption. Uh, When we sin and do wrong, God spanks us. We can lose joy, but you can't lose the gift of eternal life. And when people go, well, what about this? And what about this? Well, what about if somebody kills somebody? Would they still go to heaven? Uh, let's see. Uh, Bible story, example, David saved, killed somebody. Yep, still go to heaven. He never lost his salvation. He lost the joy of his salvation. David committed adultery and murder and still didn't lose his salvation. Pray tell me, if, if adultery and murder doesn't lose your salvation, then what else can you do to lose it? It's a gift. Did David go through hard times down here? Absolutely. Was he spanked and chastised? Absolutely. Did he lose some rewards in heaven? Yes, he did. But he didn't lose his salvation because that's a gift. That's by grace, not of works, lest any man should boast. Okay? It's eternal secure. You show me any verse. Well, what about this? I'll explain it. Well, what about this? We'll explain it. It's sound doctrine. You can try all day, and you will never shoot holes in the doctrine of eternal security. Now, you might believe it. You may say, well, I just can't get over that. If you did this wrong, there's no way you can go to heaven. Okay. You can believe whatever you want to believe, but it's sound doctrine. You will never, ever show any true Bible that will go against the doctrine of eternal security. How come? It's sound. It's sound, okay? And that's what I'm talking about with sound doctrine. Uh, Before you teach or preach or do something, make sure you are studying it out and doing the things I'm going to talk about to make sure you have sound doctrine. Um, So I don't know how many times someone has come up and said, hey, pastor, what do you think about this? I read this. And they have this doctrine that's coming from something they read or heard. And initially, okay, that sounds pretty. And then your mind goes to, oh, what about this? Oh, I didn't think about that. What about this? I I didn't think about that either. What about this? Yeah, okay, you're right. That's not not sound. I don't know how many people and even preachers that I've done that with that want to bounce something off me. And uh, and initially, well, okay, that's interesting. That's neat. But what about, what about? If someone can shoot holes in your doctrine, then it's not sound. Stop teaching it. Stop preaching it. Well, I like it and I believe it. Okay, you can like it and believe it, but if it has holes in it, it's not sound. Okay, um, someone just want to hear. Someone wants to hear something new. Um, if you hear something new, run it through the Bible to see if there are any holes in it. It's dangerous doctrine if we start believing things and teaching things that there are holes in. For instance, uh, I believe it was last week on this podcast, I talked about interracial marriage. If you missed that one, you might ought to go back and hear it. It was interesting. You may not like it, and you may have preferences that are different than that, and that's totally okay. But the doctrine is sound. There are no holes in it. How do you know? I bounced it off too many people. Too many people, even that disagreed, like, okay, show me any Bible against that. People have their preference. They have their thoughts. Well, I believe this. You can believe that, but what's your Bible on that? What's your verse on that? You can believe whatever you want to believe, but if there is no verse you can teach or show against this doctrine, this teaching, it is sound doctrine. Okay. Well, I just think that, um, you know, if you're made one way, you ought to stay with people that way. Okay. 
You can think that way, but show me Bible. Well, that's just what I believe. Okay, you can believe that. Um, but that's not sound doctrine because that's not Bible. And you can show so much Bible it's not. By the way, this verse came up afterwards I was reading and uh, nobody showed it to me, but I was reading later and thought, wow, talk about confirming that. When you study doctrine, uh, you have to be careful sometimes of pulling one verse out of context when that's not the the context that that passage is about. Um, marriage, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, the whole chapter is about marriage. It says, concerning the things you wrote unto me, it's good for man not to touch a woman, nevertheless to avoid fornication. Let every man have his own wife, let every woman have her own husband. And it talks about marriage. It goes on and says later, if you're loose from a wife, seek not a wife. But and if thou marry, thou hast not sinned. And if a virgin marry, she hath not sinned. The whole chapter is talking about marriage. You get to the end and it says this, the wife is bound by the law. This is uh, 1 Corinthians 7, 39. The wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth. But if her husband be dead, she is at liberty to be married, listen, to whom she will only in the Lord. New Testament scripture in the context of talking all about marriage, someone's loose from their husband. They're at liberty to marry anybody they want to only in the Lord. What does that mean? Only people that are saved. What is the New Testament requirement for, for marrying someone? They've got to be saved, which is exactly what was taught, not to be an equally yoked with what? Unbelievers, okay? So the other day I saw a verse that had to do with the interracial marriage, um, and the whole chapter was teaching on marriage. You have to be careful when you're teaching about doctrine that someone doesn't just pull a verse out and apply it in the wrong way that doesn't match with the context. First Corinthians 7, the whole chapter is talking about marriage. First verse, concerning the things you wrote unto me, it's good for men not to touch a woman, nevertheless to avoid fornication. Let every man have his own wife. Let every woman have her own husband. And it goes on talking about not to defraud the other. And then it goes into, if you're loose from a wife, seek not a wife. But if thou marry, thou hast not sinned. If a virgin marry, she hath not sinned. And then it gets down to the end of the chapter in verse uh, chapter 7, verse 39. The wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth. But if her husband be dead, she is at liberty to be married to whom she will, only in the Lord. Only in the Lord, that's what? Only someone who's saved. But she's at liberty to marry whom she will. What are the requirements for marriage? They got to be saved. By the way, which is what we taught the rest of the Bible, what it said. The more when you have sound doctrine, the more you study the Bible, the more Bible and stories and illustrations you find that will back up that sound doctrine. Um, we said, the Bible says not to be unequally yoked together with who? Unbelievers, not someone of a different color or nation or a tongue, okay? But not to be unequally yoked with what? Unbelievers, which is exactly what, they, what uh, this said. She is at liberty to be married to whom she will only in the Lord. It didn't give an age or a color or a background or anything. They got to be saved. All right. So uh, the King James Bible, I got to get into that on this one, but people take shots at it, but it's sound doctrine. The King James Bible is the word of God. Uh, baptism by immersion. Okay. Uh, study that out. Guess what you're going to find? Always, anytime they baptize somebody, it was by immersion, not sprinkling. That's sound doctrine, okay? And the word baptize means to immerse. It's after salvation. You never find anyone that got baptized before they got saved. It's sound doctrine. You're baptized after salvation. And 
is not a requirement to be saved. And you study baptism out, people that got saved got baptized, but it was not a requirement. There's three or four verses that seem to say that. They're totally used out of context. Uh, and we have all the examples in the Bible of people that got saved who were never baptized, but they're in heaven, okay? So it's sound doctrine. You're not gonna shoot any holes in that. Let me give you a few principles and points and, um, and we'll be done with this. So number one on doctrine, search the scriptures to make sure your doctrine is sound. Search the scriptures to make sure your doctrine is sound. When you're looking up a topic, okay, systematically study that. Baptism. Look up all the verses in the Bible that have to do with baptism, not just one verse or two verses here. Look up all the passage and the context concerning them. Search the scriptures to make sure your doctrine is sound. Many times you'll believe something and be studying something, then you study more and go, yeah, okay. <laughs> when you can shoot holes in that in your own doctrine, that's not sound, okay? Number two, really important, ask other good, older, sound preachers about the doctrine and see if it was good. I'm not going to take time to teach something here, but it's uh, something that I saw was in the Bible. I saw it over and over and over in the Bible, but I have not heard it preached. And I was a little nervous about it because we'll talk about that not to look for some new thing, but I've not heard that preached. And uh, there are people who take this topic and go into heresy on it, but there's some truths in this topic that seem to be really true and sound. And so I was at a conference and I picked out uh, a friend who uh, is one of the meanest, gruff, hateful preachers that I know. And we do have a few of them in our movement, okay? And so um, I said, hey, can I take you to breakfast tomorrow? I want to run something by you. He said, all right, what do you need? I said, no, I just, I, there's something I believe and I'm putting together a book on it, um, but I want to run it by somebody to see if you can find any holes in it. Said, sure, I'll do that. You buy my breakfast. So I bought him breakfast and while we're eating, I'm telling him this thought and this doctrine. And he, one of these guys is just real rough face. I mean, gruff, I mean, hard. I mean, eyes and jaw and face and just looking. And, and I got done and said, okay, what do you think? He said, what do you want? What are you trying to get? What do you want to get from me? I said, nothing. I'm not trying to get anything from you. I just wanted to run this doctrine by you because I know you are strong enough and mean enough to tell me if there's something wrong in this, you're going to tell me. You're not going to just say, oh, yeah, good job. I like that. He goes, no, I can't find any, find any holes in it at all. Good. True doctrine, sound doctrine will stand up against criticism to somebody. Be willing to sit down and talk to them and say, hey, is this sound? Is the sound. Uh, I was at a Reformers Unanimous conference um, probably six months or so after that, and I was uh, sitting across from John Nordman. He's in heaven now, missionary to uh, Australia, former Navy SEAL, deacon at First Baptist, and a uh, super guy. And uh, older, mature man, sound um, Bible guy. And uh, so I say, I want to run something by you. So I'm running this by him. And again, this guy too. No expression, no nod, no smile, no encouragement. Uh, just, I mean, flat, plain face, hard face, just looking. And I got done. I said, well, he looked at me and here's his first statement. He said, how old are you? Oh man, he's getting ready to rip me up one side and down the other. And I think I was late thirties at the time, uh, maybe 30, 38. He looked at his wife and said, how come he got to learn that at 38? And I didn't learn that until I was 68. He said, you are exactly right. That is exactly true. Wow, okay, be willing to bounce it off other people to see if it is sound doctrine or not. There are people who believe something, they heard it, so, oh, wow, this is neat, and they follow this doctrine, and it's not sound, and they didn't bounce it off people to help them. Uh, especially young preachers, don't be so proud, you think you know it all, not to be willing to bounce it off somebody and be willing to listen. He might save your ministry. He might save so much of your life because of that. So be careful about that, okay? Um, number three, and I'm, I'm tentative on this, and I don't want to mess people up. 
I'm going to tell you what I did. And I think if you do it the same way, you're going to be okay. But be willing, if you're going to go into a deep dive on something, be willing to listen to the other side, but make sure you give the right side a chance to help and fix you if they messed you up. Okay. And I'll give you, for instance, I was studying Calvinism and uh, I've taught on it, preached on it before, was going to do a podcast on it. And, uh, and it's a big deal. And I want to make sure I'm doing this right. I had, uh, I had asked uh, uh, recovering fundamentalist guys on Twitter and said, Hey, I know some of you guys are Calvinist. Uh, so, uh, Hey, who's the expert on this? Who is the uh, guy who's the expert on Calvinism? I'd love to, uh, uh, to listen or read from them. And they answered and said, R.C., scroll, scroll, probably not pronounce it right. And I said, okay. So I looked him up and I, uh, he's got a whole video series on there. And I hesitate and go, okay, here we go. God help me protect my mind. Help me to think right. Help me to see right. And, uh, I listened to his video series training on it. And, uh, I, anything, I know what I believe, but boy, I've seen so many guys get messed up in different doctrines, and especially Calvinism. And I was wondering and nervous, okay, am I going to be messed up by this? It's amazing. Listen to the whole thing. It's like, whole, 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 whole. There's so many holes in this doctrine. I'm just laughing. This is the head of the guy. He's the guy for Calvinism. And you just listening to it casually, shooting all kinds of holes in it. Guess what? It's not sound doctrine. It's not sound doctrine. I believe like uh, Curtis says, and I disagree with all five points of Calvinism. And there's so much Bible against it when you can shoot holes in it. Um, and we did a podcast on that if you want to go back and listen to it. But you can shoot holes in this Calvinist doctrine where it's just like, are you kidding? How in the world can you believe that? All right. And so um, um, it's amazing. They f- have a point. And one verse to go with it, and they believe it. And everybody else is listening, going, okay, okay, we got it, we got it. But what about, what about, what about, what about? Oh, uh, I didn't think about that, <laughs> okay? Um, and uh, anyway, so, um, and the last thing, be careful of, quote, some new doctrine, okay? Uh, if it's not, if you've not heard it taught, preach, and uh, be careful of that. Make sure you're not looking for some new doctrine. Some people, they want to be, um, um, interesting. They want to be out there. They want to, they, they love people say, I've not heard all that before. Um, I love taking a sound doctrine and finding a different biblical way or story or illustration to be able to bring that across, but the doctrine sound. So you can find a new way to bring across the sound doctrine, but if you're always talking about some new doctrine, then guess what? you are probably into heresy um, because that doctrine is not sound. It's not been proven. It's not been tested like David with the armor. Uh, The Athenians, uh, Acts 17, 21, for all the Athenians and strangers which were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. This is why people aren't enduring sound doctrine, but they're heaping to themselves what? Teachers having itching ears. You know what's doctrine is sound? Witnessing going out and showing people that we're sinners, that there's a penalty for sin, it's hell, that Jesus came to this earth as a perfect virgin-born son who never sinned, who died, buried, and rose again to pay for our sin, that if we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, the finished work of the cross, what he did paid the penalty for my sin, and if I accept him as my Savior, then I get to be saved and go to heaven. You know what that is? That's sound doctrine. But they don't want to hear sound doctrine and do sound doctrine, but tickle my ears. Tell me some new thing of how wonderful I am and how good I am. Sorry, that's not going to help you. Stick with sound doctrine, okay? No holes in it at all. It's true and it's there, okay? So uh, if you have a question about 
sound doctrine. If you have a question about something that uh, we taught, feel free to email the fundamental Baptist podcast at gmail.com. And then we'll try to answer that in an upcoming podcast. Um, and hopefully we'll stick with sound doctrine. Okay. Hey, God bless you. Take care. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. If you have any questions, you can email us at the Fundamental Baptist Podcast at gmail.com.